0: culture and class in America live from Long Island's Gold Coast this is the Melissa I tell Duran show on breaking it down radio with co-host Frank McKay I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa I tell Duran show Frank McKay here so much more importantly the author and so many other things the subject of uh, two documentaries, the uh, the novelist, the uh, the mom, the uh, the wife, uh, every educator. Uh, she does so many things and so many things well. I always say renaissance woman. Melissa, I tell Juren, how are you? Oh,
1: thank you, Frank. Yes, I'm. I'm doing
0: great. How are you? I, I'm doing well. How is uh How is our electoral process doing? Uh, it, it seems like. Uh, Nikki Haley's making some some waves. Um, uh, is it a, a positive uh, impact? Uh, to me, uh, I, I don't want to say she was the big winner of the week because, again, Trump is so far ahead of everybody. Uh, but uh, Pence drops out. Where do you think Mike Pence uh, Pence's votes go? Do they go to Nikki Haley? Uh, do they go to somebody else? Do they split up among the group? Well,
1: that's an interesting question. Yes, she has pulled ahead. Uh, not quite. But, but she and Ron DeSantis are battling it out for, I guess, number two. But they are nowhere near President Trump, who is leading nationally um, or in the early, well, early polling, by 50 points, and I think nationally by 30. Uh, but, uh, of course, this is kind of soon to, you know, to draw any conclusions. But she is making waves, in, in a good way, unless you're in the Trump camp, um, with, especially with her foreign policy. Experience and her, her 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 very pro-Israel stance, and uh, she's really racking up. I think she's she's getting noticed, uh, and I think it's helping with her fundraising as well. DeSantis also is doing very well with his fundraising. The question is, can either of them uh, pull ahead enough to really offer a big enough challenge to President Trump, former President Trump, so that they could topple him, or at least have a you know a real you know neck-and-neck neck race when it comes to the you know to the convention um, I mean things are going to happen when we do get into the primary season you will start to see people drop out because they just won't be able to hack it as we saw with with Vice President Pence who on Saturday night I believe um, withdrew from the race made a you know made a statement uh, he was a guest at the Republican Jewish conference which I I didn't know was, was convening at that time and he said it's just not his time and uh he appreciated everyone's support he had a he had some had raised some cash but he was also in the red somewhere and i guess he saw that you know he saw the writing on the wall and decided that he, he you know you know cut your losses and just go out gracefully
0: yeah he uh prayed on it if uh, if i remember correctly right he he said that he prayed and um, Yeah,
1: he does that. Yeah, he does that. And uh, God bless
0: him. You know, it's uh, you know, he's a man of faith, and he's not afraid to say it. And uh, you know, uh, Pence, you know, he he could walk into a room and suck all the charisma right out of it. You know, he's not exactly a Trump when it comes to charisma. But Nikki Haley, and and again, I you know, I like Pence enough. I mean, I don't I don't dislike Mike Pence. Um, I think he's an intelligent guy. I think he's a thoughtful guy, and in all of that, Um, he's just not. He's, he's not that, quote-unquote, sexy candidate that, yeah. uh, that, people, uh, that that people like to gravitate towards, or they naturally gravitate towards. But if you're talking about—and I don't want to sound like this because it's almost sexist sounding—but if you're talking about the two most notable women in the conversation for, for president— you're talking about Kamala Harris, our vice president, and you're talking about Nikki Haley, and if you put those two, uh, uh, you know, up against each other, Nikki Haley is head and shoulders, if you ask me, um, over her uh, talent-wise, brain-wise, you know, everything. And and Kamala Harris, I mean, she's, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying she's a lightweight, she's whatever. The the cackling thing, you know, at the wrong time is, I think, deadly, as far as a campaign goes. But if uh, if you're looking at the ladies that are in involved, the power women that are involved in this process, uh, I, I would say that uh, that Nikki Haley is, uh, is is head and shoulders over Kamala Harris, but that's just me. Frank McKay here. Melissa, I tell dot com is where to go to watch the documentaries, or Melissa Vision, check it out on Roku TV. Uh, Melissa, what do you think about that? The, the two women in this, I I, I personally think Nikki Haley uh, out. Outshines Kamala Harris in in many ways.
1: I I tend to agree with you, definitely where it comes to debating and and just being very, you know, very definitive in in, in her message. Um, you know, uh, I saw an interview of um, Vice President Harris on sixty Minutes. I don't know if that was a, a repeat or not, and they were extolling her her savviness and in formatting a very uh, successful career trajectory from uh, uh, San Francisco district attorney all the way up to attorney general to U.S. Senate, senator. Um, but I don't know if that translates so much with popularity, with success as a vice president. She even acknowledged that she's willing to accept whatever mandate that the public offers gives her and President Biden, that she's con- fully committed to getting the Biden Harris team reelected, and she feels that they have a very good shot at winning. But yes, when I compare the two, I Nikki Haley comes off as much more poised. Um, I think she's favorable, although she has a lot of detractors within the party and, of course, outside the party. A lot of Democratic women don't like her.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's very true. Um, I, yeah, I just I I don't know what's going to happen, but there's there's part of me that. Uh, has, to, has to believe that um, former President Trump doesn't hold on to this 50-point lead that he has with his, uh, his opponents, his, his primary opponents. Sooner or later, I mean, he was censured, right? He was, uh, it, you know, he's, um, he's having all kinds of uh, legal issues. I mean, uh, it, does it seem like he gets more and more popular as, um, as he gets punished? Uh, or is that too uh, too much of a knee-jerk reaction to say?
1: No, I think it's actually um, quite logical. Uh, he, he, you know, he's been. Someone said on uh, another another news show that um, it it appears that every time Trump gets indicted or or charged or, um, or or slapped with some some court order, that his popularity rises because his people, his base, thinks he's t- He's being victimized. He's and it's it, and they it's being compared with with Jesus.
0: Oh my God! Right, <laughs> that's unbelievable. I have to laugh at that. Yes,
1: wow. I have to laugh at that. That you know, I can't see that. You know, I just can't see that comparison. But <laughs> that's what they they feel. They feel he's being victimized. He's being led out to pasture. Eventually, he's going to be you know nailed to the cross or
0: something. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable, but you're right. It's, it's happened. And, uh, you know, on January 6th, I went down to, and I, I, you know, this, I think we spoke when I was down there and we spoke afterwards, but, uh, I went down and I drove from New York to Washington DC as uh, I, I was hearing about the commotion. So I figured, let me get down there. I got clearance from my wife. Go ahead, you know, just be careful. And so I, you know, I, I went down, it was, um, it was very, you know, very, um, uh cautious or or i should say the police were very cautious uh letting people in they actually closed down the city but i had a you know i had a hotel reservation yeah and i forgot what the name of the hotel was um but you know one of the bigger name hotels and i uh i got there and and the streets were just completely dead they uh there was a curfew there was you know no walking around rule and it was all of this Mm -hmm. and when i got to my whole hotel I ended up staying till about 4 in the morning, just walking around, talking to everybody. And I wasn't going there as a reporter or as a, as a radio person. Um, I was being very careful because I didn't want to get, you know, hung, uh, dra- drawn, and quartered, uh, you know, th- being down there, you know, as a member of the press or whatever. But there was a huge picture, a, a painting. I don't think it was a painting. I think it was a print of Donald Trump on the cross with a crown of thorns uh, being crucified, being crucified, oh and um, it was unbelievable. This is January sixth. What was that, two thousand and and twenty um, one, and and, uh, and he was being depicted as Jesus on. Uh, am I am am I right about the date? Yeah, that's right. Right, it's yeah, two-
1: January sixth, uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Right,
0: but anyway, it was just it was it was incredible. By the way, all the people there were uh, were trump supporters and they were uh very proud of themselves and um it was uh you know people were showing pictures there was one guy that that scaled up the um scaled up the Capitol. you know i don't know how he did it but he was scaling up the capital like climbing up the Capitol. and uh and i i don't know that he was there but everybody was saying oh that's you know john or joe or whatever whatever the guy's name is and they were like oh yeah i got th- i got that video and they're showing video of all of the uh, all of the different um, uh, people, and they were, you know, they did selfies. There, it was a it was a proud moment. They thought they were throwing tea in Boston Harbor. I mean, they thought this was a, this was a moment. There was no shame there. There was no um, embarrassment. It was like, hey, we did a pa- very patriotic thing. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, com is where to go. Melissa Vision on Roku TV or Amazon Fire. Uh, M- Melissa, uh, think about that, though. Um, those people are never going to break from him. I mean, some people, you know, might feel like, that he turned on them and, um, you know, he uh, he could have uh, done something. I, I don't know what he could have done or uh, whatever, but that uh, I, I think in in court, right, uh, they were waiting for him to protect them. So I, I don't know exactly what it is, but... Um, Somehow some way uh I think that um uh, that he has this unmovable base now that doesn't mean all the others that aren't in that base agree with him or agree with them um I- your thought on how movable the uh the uh fluid part of his following is it's
1: it's still there i mean it's just is as strong as ever. Uh, these people are diehard believers and yeah i can be, i can imagine what you saw what you encountered you know when you went there in person on january 6 but it's it's so it, these people are I, I don't know they're just dyed in the wool trump supporters and, and he can do no wrong he's being victimized and some of them say he has to be reelected and it's not just out in you know the mid, mid you know middle america i'm hearing this in the new york area when they these people call into radio shows uh, saying he has to be, he has to be reelected. We need him to fix everything. We're we're going down. He's got to come back. They're they're after him. And then and then to top it all off, and this is quite odd, uh, Alan Dershowitz wrote. I, I think he's written several books on the case against Trump and get Trump and whatever. Yes. Yet, he's a diehard Democrat. He says, I want Trump to run so I can vote against him.
0: <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> yeah. He loves Trump. He's full of crap. He uh, absolutely loves Trump, and I don't think he's going to ever vote against him. I know he says that all the time, and he, that's to uh-huh. keep his Democratic credibility. Right. I've always thought he was a brilliant lawyer and, and, and all of that, but uh, uh, I don't know. He's he's going down with the ship with Trump. Yes,
1: he is. And, and you know, we've heard his his complaining about not receiving dinner invitations and and when he's on Martha's Vineyard. He has a home out there and every people are shunning him and, <laughs> and right. how could they do this to him? I mean everybody goes to Martha's Vineyard to see him. Well actually we know better. They know they go to find the the Obamas. They want to see the, the mansion and they want to see Obama. They're not really that interested in him anyway.
0: Yeah, right. You know, he thinks he's the most uh you know he's the most popular man. He's the belle of the ball on Martha's right. Vineyard but uh you know, obviously the the Obamas and other people. Actually, I, I think there's some Kennedys on on Martha Vineyards or or some relatives of the Kennedys over there. Uh, isn't James Taylor and Carly Simon and people like that? Are they still involved? I don't know that they're still married. I don't think oh, they no, are. No.
1: They've been they've been divorced a long time. But I know definitely that Carly Simon uh, has property there. I don't know about James Taylor. Yeah. But, um, yeah, people like that, and and of course. Um, you know the Caroline Kennedys of the world go there, and they won't have anything to do with Dershowitz. I mean, he's—he's, he's, uh, you know, he, he's Poisoned. untouchable now. Right,
0: for them, he's poison. Very interesting. Uh, just, I, you know, listen. When, uh, when all is said and done, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot. I say this a lot, but we're gonna learn a lot about our our country. Um, I think uh, others are going to, um, you know, others are going to uh, come out of the. Uh, woodwork. I think if Donald Trump is on the on the ticket, if he is the presidential candidate, uh, I believe that uh, that there's all of these unspoken for Democrats or anti-Trump people that are going to come out of the woodwork and vote for whoever is running against them, and that's very, um, I that's uh, you know that's very uh, frightening if you're Republicans because uh, all of a sudden it's going to be. Uh, you know the battle lines will uh, will be there. If Donald Trump is not on the on the ticket, I don't think the Democrats are coming. You know, maybe DeSantis would would be a polarizing figure, but you know somebody like a a, a, Mick, a Nikki Taylor, um, I don't think she is going to be uh, polarizing enough. And I think that some Dems would would cross over and vote for her as the first the first woman. She is not that far right,
1: mm-hmm. right? Well, no, she's yeah. not, but. She's conservative enough to uh, um, inc- invoke the wrath of many people
0: yeah true but I I think that there, there are going to be because she's uh she's pro-life right She's I, th-
1: I think she is I think she is
0: she's pro-life but she's not she's not considered the uh, the polarizing figure that uh, that either DeSantis or Trump is uh, the whole thing is you know let's Let's see. You, it's you know it's all speculation until it happens. My question is is uh, how soon uh, is it going to happen? Because right now, Donald Trump, it, you know, it could make the argument that he's getting more and more popular as it goes on, and it's hard to argue uh, against it. It sounds like, and it looks like that uh, that is exactly what's going on. You know they're persecuting him. They're uh, they're going after Trump, and how come they didn't go after Hunter Biden? And how come they didn't? And you know they make you know people make sense when they start saying things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true, but I don't know. I just, I just, I, it would be, it would be very surreal if, if Donald Trump survived all that he is, has been going through with these. You know, every other day is another court battle, and then he does. Get the, the nomination somehow, and uh, he's let's say he's led to prison, and he, and he he runs the campaign from prison. I mean, it's not a, out of the realm of possibility. I think it's re, there's a remote possibility, <laughs> yeah. but I just can't. I I don't see how a party can allow that to happen. I
0: I I don't think they would. I mean, it's I think they would have to you know maybe back and um, and invoke the Fourteenth Amendment or something like that, and maybe that would be their out. The only thing is that the Republicans are afraid that Donald Trump would become a martyr, and uh, and then he runs as an independent, and then he destroys the the ticket anyway. You know he destroys. You know because there's no way Donald Trump running, um, and and a, a Republican running, um, uh, it, it, you know allows for either. I think either one of them to win, that would just secure the the Democrat, and unfortunately the Democrats haven't performed here, so. Um, I don't know that they're going to, uh, um, uh, you know, just have uh, Republicans going over there. I don't. I, I think the Republicans will be split. Um, Lynn Cheney. Does somebody like Lynn Cheney ever let Donald Trump uh, become the candidate without a uh, third-party run to split votes up? That's what I mean. I'm not sure Donald Trump can win the general election. I I know he could win the. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he certainly has a very good chance of winning any primary even maybe from jail uh they're gonna have to change uh, you know change course so much to do it but the the one thing i don't think he can do i don't think he can win a general election
1: i don't know either i don't see how that's possible then again i wonder is biden actually going to make it through the year
0: i don't know jesus i mean they're just so they're so afraid to do something different because um, because uh, d- um, Biden did, uh, did what he was supposed to do. He beat, he beat Trump and um, you know, some people argue that he didn't, right? But uh, he beat Donald Trump and he is uh, he is the, the, the victor and his, his numbers are so far underwater though, right? He's here on, on, on Long Island, here in Suffolk County. His numbers are so bad and and so are Kathy Hocus Pocus, uh, you know Governor Hocus Pocus, as you call her. Um, her numbers are are horrendous. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, she I went to it,
1: Israel. She went to Israel the other a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now I'm wondering why did she have to go? Yeah. You know New York has a lot of Jews, but what what good did she? You know, what benefit did she have in in going?
0: Well, I think to to secure that uh, that Jewish vote um here and you know uh, you know to show solidarity uh she's done a terrible <laughs> a terrible job as governor right i mean she is uh she is poisoned and uh you know if you i don't know if it spills over into nassau county but for those people who don't know uh what's going on in suffolk county there's a uh there's an, a county executive race and the county executive basically is the the governor of suffolk County, or, the mayor of Suffolk County, whatever you want to call it, but uh, Suffolk C- uh, County has 1.3 million people, roughly. So does Nassau County. So we have this, what you call is a, 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 um, uh, you know, a county executive, and all of the, all of the uh, commercials are just uh, nailing the guy running against the Republican as a hokul liberal, hokel liberal. So, um, I, you know, I've got to believe that, um, that. Uh, they've done their research Uh, the polls and I know I've seen the polls the polls are horrendous for Kathy Hochul and for Biden Uh, in fact they're so bad for Kathy Hochul that Lee Zeldin is not ruling out is not ruling out a another run at her and uh, I don't know you know again it's very hard for a um, pro-Trump pro-life Republican to do it but Zeldin you know uh, you know i guess he uh, you know he he performed very well last time but uh, the fact that he's not out of it uh now uh, if by the way if donald trump is is in the game if donald trump is um is uh, uh you know is he, the president forget it i don't think a republican's going to win anywhere uh, they're going the dems are just going to come out and and punish uh uh you know punish the uh the the rest of the world for putting him in there uh frank mckay here uh, urging everyone to go to melissaaiteldjorn dot com, and, uh, and check out the documentaries. And, and this is a great starting point. Uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, wh- what do you what do you think of of that? I mean, um, Governor Hocus Pocus is uh, is is in the toilet, right? And so is Joe Biden here. Uh, d- how do you think it plays throughout the rest of the country? Well, they, I you
1: know, um, they I guess. Joe Biden's camp can explain that, you know, a pole is just a pole. You know, it, it changes with the wind. It's like a, a windmill. It's like a, you know, a wind chime. It it, it, it bends according to where the wind blows. And um, one day it's up, one day it's down, it's skewed, whatever. You can't really, you can't, you know, bet your entire life savings on it. And uh, in the end, they, they will prevail. That's what Biden of course, they're not going to say anything. Nobody's going to give you any other information. I wonder if they know what's going on, or if they've already made contingency plans uh, for this, uh, for, for the, the the White House. If they've got, you know, other people, you know, um, warming up in the bullpen. Uh, we, you know, we we won't know. We have to see how this all plays out. And of course, you know, we've got, you know, major world conflicts going on. We've got uh, Ukraine, and now Israel. Uh, where is this going to take us? Are we how far are we going to commit ourselves to it? Uh, the president said he's committed to Israel, yet he's he's treading fine, you know, you know, he's treading a fine line. He doesn't want to offend the Iranians because he was worried about the Iranian deal, thinking that's insurance against their having a, a nuclear weapon. Which I don't think so. I think they already have something going on. And Israel knows, and uh, Israel is dying. I think to. Dismantle that bomb and that, that nuclear um, capability in ways that we, they know how to do. Now, yeah. That could really de escalate. They could destabilize the whole thing and draw on God knows who else. Probably, you know, Iran already threatened, saying, you know, well, you, know, you, you take one step with this, you know, ground initiative. We're coming in. That means you're going to be pulling in the other members of their triumvirate, um, China and Russia, and their sidekick, North Korea.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, do you realize we're we're inches away from World War Three? Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, we really are. And the the one thing I've got to say though is, and, and I I think I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. I I hosted an event or co-hosted an event with um, the the people from the American War College, uh, Army U.S. Army uh, War College, and. Uh, you know, we asked the question, who, uh, you know, who's the big power in, in the Middle East, and and the general said, well, of course, you mean other than Israel, and he said, let me just put it in perspective. Um, Israel is Israel is pow- more powerful. Now, this is ten years ago. More powerful. Their military is more powerful than all of the uh, the Arabic countries combined. That's what he said. He said, if you're asking who is second. Uh, it, you know, I would probably say Egypt. As this is him saying this 10 years ago. Um, we, um, we uh, it, you know, don't know who else is there, but he said, you know, some of the other uh, countries are close. Now, the thing is that we're going to find out exactly whether that's true or not. And what I think could happen, and again, you know, obviously, because catastrophe could happen and we could have a third world war. But this is what, what very well could happen. Is um, I think Israel is uh, you know basically in the middle of the or in the beginning of the ground war right now, and uh, you know they they're clearing out Hamas. I think they're going to destroy Hamas. What's going to be left of Hamas? Uh, I, I don't even know what's left of them now. You know it's uh, I, I mean they have you got to assume they threw everything they had at Israel that first day of slaughter which was a terrorist attack, which is a disgraceful, cowardly terrorist attack, right? But it was roughly a thousand, was it a thousand soldiers, of terrorists, or whatever you want to call them? Uh, I think that's, that's what they had, and I think that Israel are, are finding these people, they're destroying these people, they're killing these people, and, and all of that. Hezbollah is another story. I think they're more powerful than Hamas, and I think they're next on the list. And that's in Lebanon, so Israel is going to have to go uh, after they they clear out um, Gaza. I, by the way, it, there there is never going to be Palestinians in in charge of God, the Gaza Strip again. You you agree with that, right? I mean, Israel will never allow that to happen. No, you, they shouldn't. But no. the
1: Palestinians don't realize they're being used by by Hamas. They elected them because the Palestinian Authority. Um, uh, uh, failed in in, in in governing them and providing them with uh, you know basic services and now I think they're really screwed.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there it, it, it's it's fun. It, it, Israel's never going to give that up. I think they go in and they wipe out Hezbollah, um, Iran. I, I think the least they have to do is to destroy their nuclear capabilities, you know, like any reactors that they have. And I'm saying in a perfect world, they finish off Hezbollah and then uh, Israel just wipes out whatever reactor, nuclear reactor that uh, that Iran has. Because if you don't, if you don't do that, we're going to be back here three years from now. You can't stop at uh, at Hezbollah. I think you have to go to Iran. Now, quite frankly, I think Saudi Arabia privately will be dancing they'll be dancing if you go after Israel and wipe them out and I think some of the other countries might be as well um, the whole thing is I, I mean does China get involved Does I mean do you, do you really think China would get involved in this
1: well China's always still you know we know <clears throat> excuse me we know that China is is preoccupied with Taiwan they they're in this they're in their preparatory steps right now Russia I think is Head, you know, knee deep in Ukraine and other problems, um, they got their own problems, I, right, right. Um, but you know, when push comes to shove, and Iran decides to join the, you know, you know, to to to, to throw throw itself in, um, who knows? But um, some people are of the opinion, and I'll mention <clears throat> our friend Alan Dershowitz is one yep. of them, that we should immediately encourage uh, Israel, help Israel, just take out. Iran's nuclear capability, which they're lying about. They say they don't have it.
0: I agree with Alan Dershowitz on this 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I wish it could happen. I'm, um, Israel did that to Iraq over how many years ago? Was that 30, 40 years ago? Yep. Yeah. they bombed uh, the, the Iraqi um, nuclear power plant. Because they, they, you know, they had intelligence about that, and they knew uh, that at that time Iraq posed a, a, a viable threat to them. And uh, you, know, you often you know, I may ask yourself, well, why don't they do the same to Iran? Well, you know it's very complicated, and I don't trust Iran, and I I think they they're doing things behind our backs, despite this terrific deal that you know Biden wants to hold on to. Sweetheart deal. Sorry.
0: It's the sweetheart deal for Iran.
1: Yes, yes, right, right. Which they you know, they say, oh, we we've taken the money for humanitarian purposes, yeah. you know, what, um, helping Hamas. I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's you know. the idea of humanitarian is anybody that uh, that slaughters uh, Israelis is, uh, is is their humanitarian effort. I wouldn't give them a cent.
1: No, no. But you know what? Um, you know, live and learn. That's all I got to say to the Biden administration.
0: Yeah, it's for sure. And, you know, it's so complicated. The, the fact that that we're not in the middle of World War three. Maybe we are, and we just we don't know it yet. Um, the fact that we aren't there is a credit to uh, to somebody who's advising Biden, because it could have gone much worse in with NATO and uh, and the Ukraine. Uh, my question: Let's let's turn to the Ukraine for for a moment. Are the Ukrainians holding their own?
1: They're trying. They want. They're always asking for more, more aid, and and uh, Zelensky has has always been crying, you know, for help and. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's an uphill battle. I mean, uh, the, Ukraine is just totally it, it's it's it's, um, it's I mean some parts look totally obliterated. I mean, you were there. You saw what was going on in the early stages.
0: Yeah, very early I, stages.
1: I, yeah, and uh, I I don't know if this is going to become a war of attrition for Russia, and eventually they're going to just succumb to this and say, okay, we you know we're tired. Our soldiers are our 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 forces are depleted. I don't know, uh, you know. And Putin, you know, who knows what's going on with him? Says I can use a little nuclear explosion anytime, you know, if I want to make a statement. I mean, he said that. You know, he said, you know, he, something like that. He, yes, you know, and he worded it to to the to the he worded extent that um, to mean that um, you know, don't be surprised if I try it. I, I'm not. I'm not. Ruling it out, you know, as though he's trying to frighten all of us. Uh,
0: Melissa, what was his quote on the uh, on on the war in Israel?
1: Uh, I think it was quite obvious. You know, he was he was um, advocating for the Palestinians who were caught in the you know in, in the in the scuffle.
0: Yep. So he was, uh, you know, like that, that's no shock. You know, he's he's no fan of Israel. That's for sure.
1: No, not particularly. I think Macron and Mitterrand, I'm sorry, Macron of France has been more conciliatory toward Israel. He's really thrown his uh, his weight uh toward Israel, which is which is good to know. But um, you know, don't expect sympathy from China, you know, obviously. You know, Iran is a trading partner with um with Russia, I believe, and, and China the, the militarily. So, you know, they're all in it together. And they're not going to,
0: uh, you know, they're not going to go uh, behind each other's backs. You know, there's a, th- there's a couple things. And, again, com, everyone. Uh, check it out. Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, it, there's a couple things, and I've said this before, that were almost science fiction before they happened. And one was, uh, you know, a major terrorist attack before 9-11 on the United States. It was considered unthinkable, and I always thought it was unthinkable, and and it happened. Then, you know, twenty years later, almost twenty years later, um, it would be science fiction to say that there's a pandemic. If, by the way, if uh, if there was a situation, if there was a situation, um, let's say March 14th, because it have you know to me it became real March 18th. But March Fourteenth, two thousand and twenty, if there was a scenario where um, where the you told me that people would be in masks, people would be uh, you know uh, sheltering in place, that the whole world would be succumbing to uh, a, a pandemic, a global pandemic and people were dying, and, uh, you know, this horrendous thing was happening, this thing called the coronavirus. If you told me on uh, on March 10th, you know, that it was going to happen, I, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, come on, what are you reading? You know, the Twilight Zone is this crazy. <laughs> by March 18th, by March 18th, it got real. And, uh, you know, I remember when the NBA season was canceled, right? And it was the rest of the NBA season. Uh, they canceled it. And then, You know, I think the next day, all the other sports um, followed suit, and uh, the the uh, baseball they um, they stopped their spring training, they pushed it back, uh, which you know the um, the uh, football uh, they they backed uh, up their preseason, and uh, hockey uh, stopped theirs. And the other thing was that uh, the it was announced, and this is on. This is on March 18th at, I don't know, maybe 8 o'clock at night. I'm listening to the news and I'm driving around. And we heard that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both came down with coronavirus. And at time, time, they were coming back from uh, Australia. And at the time, it was considered like a, 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 a death sentence. That uh, anybody who gets it, you know, you could die any moment and all this. And it, it's mind-blowing to me, but within... Within days, the whole world shut down, and it became real. It became real. Now, the other thing that I've always thought was out of the realm of possibility, and again, I don't want to sound like an alarmist here, but uh, is is World War Three? I never thought World War Three or uh, a serious nuclear attack on someone. I, I hate to say this, but World War Three is not out of the question. And a nuclear attack is not out of the question. And it's frightening. And I'm an optimist, but, um, you know, uh, all those other things that I said uh, were, were science fiction. The idea of a nuclear attack uh, is, is basically science fiction at this moment. Not anymore, and not the Third World War either. Uh, your thought on that, I know it's a heavy subject, and it's you're at the end of, you know, towards the end of our talk here. But, um, you know, we're we're talking about running... A, a presidential candidate or, or a presidential campaign in the middle of, of of what could be a third world war and the possibility of a nuclear attack happening. Uh, I, I mean, your thoughts on this, because it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: No, it's not. But I would hope that, you know, cooler yes. heads would prevail. I mean, a, a lot of people feel that, yes, we're in, technically speaking, we're in a World War III scenario where we are, you know, in effect, helping the Ukrainians. We're not, you know, we're, we haven't gone as far as, you know, sent our troops over there. We are providing them with, you know, with, with uh, you know, um, planes, with, with fighter jets, with, with um, you know, the, the, the bombers, the missiles, and uh, with certain things. I mean, we're using the... Uh, a certain, I think it's the Abram missile, or the, um, I, I don't recall the yeah. name, that's not, you know, we're, we're, we, I mean, we're thrown a lot of money um, to Ukraine, we're, we're very sympathetic, even though there are, there is a, a sizable um, proportion of the population that is against Ukrainian in, in, in involvement, saying, oh, it's none of our business, let's keep out of it, but then, you know, that's, it rings so much like a an isolationist point of view from that, from the 1930s and uh but you know most people feel we have to help Ukraine we can't let Putin think that well he can do anything he wants and we're going to turn our backs on and pretend nothing's happening and because eventually it's all going to come back to us you know there is karma but um you know anytime you get involved even if it's even if you you don't you're not there physically but you do you work behind the scenes, there's always the, you know, there's always the chance that you, you kind of, you know, you're, you're attempting this, you're kind of playing it a a little bit, you're playing with fire, but I don't, I don't think we're quite there. I'm sure, you know, we don't know what's going on at the NSA. We don't know what's being, what the, what intelligence is being uh, transmitted, you know, through different channels in the, in the upper echelons of, of uh, Washington. We don't know what our senators know. I mean, they're privy to certain information we don't. We don't get. We don't get security briefings. We don't know these things. Uh, Hopefully, we're not there. That's that's all I can say. And I think Biden, if he isn't really in charge, unless there's somebody else, maybe his chief chief of staff or whoever, maybe Obama's running the show. I don't know. um, Is making sure that we tread carefully in these matters.
0: Let me ask you this, and and you know, again, we don't. We don't have time to address it the way we should. But are you thinking Michelle Obama's lurking in the background and that she's going to emerge as a candidate? Uh,
1: Personally, I hope not. Um, But you never know. We never know.
0: Is it becoming uh, more of a possibility, less of a possibility, or the same that it's always been?
1: It's always been. There's always been talk of, of, of Biden's. Um, longevity, in, and I'm not talking physically, but longevity politically. Um, you know, if he if he does get a second term, uh, he, he's he he may not be able to serve it completely. You know, serve out the, the second term. He's going to be uh, he's 80. He's going to be 82, I think. Yeah. Uh, with, with reelected for a second term, he's going to be in his mid 80s. Is he going to be able to manage this? Is he going to you know? It, I know he that he works on an abbreviated schedule. You know, as as far as presidents. Concerned, but um, you know, there's there's always the you know there, there there's the uh, you know the 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 uh, I guess it's the uh, the statistical analysis that goes on you know well, whatever his chances of surviving a second term and you know, then you know how do you get what what are you going to do? Kamala becomes president, or and there's talk of well, is he going to replace Kamala? We don't know what could happen. I mean, there, I've heard plenty of theories that they want to replace both of them. They're going to come up with some kind of you know some kind of excuse uh saying his health or this or that or he's decided to step down he's got you know because of the problems with with, um, with hunter and and the, the republicans per- supposedly pursuing impeachment against him that he will step down it, we don't know it's everything is a big question mark right now and uh, so i i really i can't say it's all speculation It can make for some you know very you know lively conversation uh, you know, if you have nothing else to talk about or you have a dinner party.
0: Yeah, right. Well, Melissa, great job as always. Uh, and, and as always, we thank everyone for listening in and, uh, they, they have a lot of choices we know. And, uh, thank you all for listening.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, we keep you in our hearts always.
0: Yeah. Everyone stay safe and, and, uh, uh, you know, do what you need to do to keep your sanity. But it is a uh, sanity in an insane world, and uh, I, we'll we'll survive it. You know, we'll get there. But Melissa, thank you, and everyone, thank you for listening. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa I Tell John Show.